New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. will be full. The doors are always open. God said that this place has his heart. And people are looking for that place where their hearts can be taken care of. I pace a lot while I'm at that door. I sense the love from people as they come by and other things. And it alerts me that God is even more in tune with those things that are going on. And he cares so very deeply for them and about them because he cares about us individually, collectively, married couples, that word you gave about being appreciated, if a man or a woman are unable to appreciate each other, there will be a lot of discontent as opposed to a lot of strength being built on a foundation of love. So every chance you get, hallelujah, I'm speaking to me too. I'm <laughs> every chance you get, do whatever you can to keep consternation complaining out of the mix so that you can continue to flow in love. It's a difficult thing, Pastor. I'm so grateful that you're sitting there. I was saying before I came here, boy, I sure hope the pastors are both here today. Everybody probably think, yeah, they hear you speak. No. He encourages this man to continue this walk of faith that he is demonstrating and his wife. That was part of the message still. <laughs> and if we have anything that we should have for them, it's nothing but applause, thankfulness, on our feet even for his example and her example as leaders in this world in the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this day. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, you are so good to us. You're so good to me. I bless you. Thank you for all that you are doing, all that you have done, and all that you are going to do in our lives, not only in this hour, but all of our lives eternal. Father, we're blessed to be called your children. Help us to have ears to hear when you're speaking as a loving father to his son and child so that we'll respond in like manner of reverence and obedience to the authority figure over us. We give you all the glory and praise for this word and the spirit is going to make alive every one of these words for your glory and for our benefit in Jesus name. Amen. Well, last week, Brother Theo opened up a can. And that can was, can we believe? Are we persuaded? 
fully persuaded in who it is we say we believe. The title of this message is, If You Can Believe. It's amazing that the person that said that was Jesus himself. Now in Mark, I'm going to use one of the three Gospels that this particular story is talking about. In Mark chapter 9. It's also in Luke chapter 9 and Matthew chapter 17. Forgive my posture. I had the tie on, but I started sweating a little bit too much out there. So I decided to lose that and go a little casual. I hope that's all right. I'm going to give you a little background. Now, this is before we get to the message, okay? Because I believe our eyes and our hearts need to be set on something. And I hope that I'm able to help you to be set. If you're not already, I know you all are because you wouldn't even be here if your mind wasn't already in tune to believe in God. Moses said to the children of Israel, God said, this is a paraphrase, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Joshua's predecessor, I'm sorry, Moses' predecessor, Joshua also said similarly before, <clears throat> before entering the promised land in Joshua 24, 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Both of them are giving you a choice. Right? The choice is yours. As Jesus will later explain in this uh, script that scriptures that we're going to read. The incident of the father of an epileptic son or boy occurs in three of the four Gospels, as I just described, Matthew 17, Mark 9, and Luke 9. We're going to be looking at uh, Mark 9, and the main scripture is Mark 9, 23. I'm going to go as quickly as I can because I don't want to belay anybody falling asleep on me. <clears throat> but we're going to begin with what I call the linchpin scripture in belief in God, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that come to God must first believe that he is. And that he is a reward of those that diligently seek after him. So the linchpin of your choice for God is to believe that he is. Once you get that understood and you believe that, it becomes yours and you begin to apply what it is that you are now in the midst of in the kingdom that he has given you access to, meaning his. Now, as you diligently seek after him, your belief turns into faith, your faith turns into trust. And before you know it, it's a cycle that never ends and continues to push you forward in the things of God and out of this mindset of the world. That's the whole idea about faith is to put your heart and mind and focus on everything other than what's in this world. In other words, on God as your priority and your focus. Mark 9, we're going to start at verse 14. 
Now, this is Jesus and Peter, James, and John coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration. Where Jesus transfigured into a white, bright light around him, a glorified body. And let's start right now in verse 14. And when he, Jesus, came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. It must have been an aura. Maybe a little Shekinah. Still on him like it was from Moses when he came down off of the mount. He, was, he had to put something over him, being in the presence of God. That last song was apropos, perfect. In the present, we don't want to leave. His pre how you, mm, you don't have to ever leave his presence. Let me say that in English. You don't ever have to leave his presence. He's everywhere at all times and all powerful with all knowledge at your disposal. At all times. Hallelujah. Mm. And I'm preaching to the choir. And again, and straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee, meaning to his disciples, actually, my son which hath a dumb spirit. Now, some spirits are, they're out. They act out. And they also produce symptoms. They mimic diseases even. And then they'll bring diseases. In other words, they don't belong to you. They need an entrance into your life. And once they get that entrance into your life, now they have room to work and to do all their foolishness. I think this thing has been called a lunatic, an epilepsy. It's been called an unclean spirit, a dumb spirit, and a mute spirit. And all three of those uh, uh, depictions in the New King James Version and the King James Version, it was called those three things, well, six things, actually. And I believe there's a reason for that. Jesus is going to explain it later. The father of the son with the epilepsy or the lunatic son was challenged by Jesus that if he chose to believe that all things are possible to him who that chooses to believe in what God has said, has done and provided by grace through faith and in his kingdom. Now, I just paraphrased Mark 9, 23. And again. The table of grace we dine on in by faith here at New Hope Outreach Ministries was said very well last week by Brother Theo being fully persuaded message. We're building on that foundation of faith and a growing trust in our God and his word in some things. No, in all things. Testing what's in our hearts by our faith in the Lord and his word, where we are hearing, and this is what I love from listening to Geneva, when we are hearing him in our heart of hearts, 
in all that we face. And like Theo said last week from the scriptures, prove me. Prove my word. Prove my spirit now. This is what I meant by you're always in his presence and you can always prove his word by having faith and believing in his word at that moment. And anything that may have had you trapped by fear, doubt, unbelief has to leave because your faith is greater and stronger than any of those things. Just a mustard seed amount is needed. If you can believe. Hallelujah. I'm going to go quicker. Remember last month when I got an opportunity to minister, Jesus was present on the scene. And as we found out last month, that the power of the Lord was also present to heal. Luke 5, 17. Who do we carry in us? I said, who do we carry in us? Jesus, the Christ of God. The one that paid the price for us to be healed, whole, saved, delivered by whose stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. Catch this now. Jesus said the thing that was in question was not whether he has the power to heal the son, the epileptic son. But whether the father was able to agree with God by faith and believe that it was possible. See, the root cause, which I didn't talk about, well, I did a little bit. The root cause was that devil. He had caused things that looked like he was foaming and gnashing, spitting up. Couldn't talk, mute, dumb. Since a child, destroying, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. So we know that none of those things that was happening to that son was from God. There's a reason I'm saying this. <sighs> Let me get to the word uh, pissed you o. It's Greek to me and everybody else. It means to have faith in or upon or with respect to a person or a thing. That is credit by implication to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. That's what believe is. It means to commit, to trust, to put in trust with. That's that cycle. Believe, faith, trust. Believe, faith, trust. Believe, faith, trust. Faith, this is Fred now. Faith or belief in God is actually or simply agreeing with what God has said and has promised you by his grace to choose to believe him, meaning God and his word, his spirit and the better covenant established on better promises. There's been a lot of folks that I've talked to so far in this very room right now. They've got a little of this. They got a little of that. They're having a little this, they're having a little that. Problems, something. It even got on me. I was at the door and all of a sudden I felt off balance. I'd heard someone talk about vertigo. I went into the bathroom and said, not only now, but every time. Get out! You have no space or place in me. 
unless I allow it, and I am not allowing you any room. You say, well, Fred, that's foolish. You just had a little off balance. See, if you don't stop before it gets an opportunity to become a root in your life, now it controls you. Because now the fruit is going to come from that root. And as we see this young boy, he is being tormented daily since he was a young boy. The theme or the message I believe I received from God for this family of believers. See, everybody's here, but everybody's here because you're ordained. Just like last week and the week before, you're ordained. There's something God wants you to hear, listening intelligently to receive, so that you will then obey as a father in authority wants and decides and desires his children to do. Hmm. Two things. Number one, choose whom you will to believe. In other words, you set your soul, you set your mind to believe one or the other. You choose the world, <laughs> which is to choose to live, this is Fred again, your life by believing in and following after your ways or by the societal demands, by your sight and by your senses. That's the first one. You want me to say it again, everybody? Just taking notes? Okay. Choose whom you will to believe. The world, which is to choose, you're now saying, this is my choice, to live my life by believing in and following after my ways, what I decide, or by the societal demands. It moves to the left, everybody moves to the left. It moves to the right, everybody moves to the right. It comes back to the center, whatever it may be. I'm not, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about our lives individually, following after someone or something other than God. He tells you not to go left or right, stay straight. Keep your focus on him. Number two is to choose to believe God and follow Christ as our example and his way and live your life by the word, by the spirit, which is by faith and not by sight. Now faith is Anybody? That's the only way I know y'all awake. <laughs> now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen? So those are your two choices. Choose to believe whom you will to believe, the world or God. It's just that simple. Our wonderful pastors have taught us, no, actually, <laughs> they're demonstrating and teaching. What are they teaching us? To push back. I said they're teaching us to push back. Push back for your individual person, for your marriage, 
for your family, for your church, for who you are in Christ. They are teaching us on a daily basis. Every time they get hit, it's another lesson for us. I'm not saying they're taking it for us like that. That's not what I mean. But it gives us an opportunity to choose how we're going to go through this with them. Because like it or not, we are hooked and we are following and we're going in the same direction. And we either encourage or we discourage. This is why I believe God set this thing saying don't be a complainer, but be an appreciator. Because I appreciate them for who they are and what they have been doing to show us who God truly is in the midst of every storm they face. The first thing they talk about is who God is to them. This is the example that I believe if you can believe that they have set and are setting for whosoever will receive it. I'm not puffing the man or the woman up. Puffing up the God in them that they believe in so much. It doesn't matter what they have to go through or how going through. They believe the victory is already won and already theirs, and therefore we should have the same outcome when we engage our belief system in God, in all that we face. And every time we get knocked down, do like Proverbs say, the righteous man is knocked down seven times. He gets up. Theo, I did it. Well, I think I broke my record. <laughs> to God be all the glory. <laughs> oh, bless his name. I'm, I'm hurrying. Okay. Well, listen, when you make that bold proclamation, such as I just talked about pushing back, you are saying, I choose to believe the word and the spirit and not in the ways of this world. You're saying by faith, I agree with and believe God and his covenant word. And I am fully persuaded in what God has promised from and in his word to me. Amen. You're also saying you're receiving all the covenant blessings established upon better promises. You're also saying in the healing and resurrection power of God, you have faith in these things over all the power of the enemy in this world that only come but for to steal, kill and destroy your health, your wealth, your resources, your future, your family, your marriage. The thief cometh not but for to steal all of those things, to kill you, to, to destroy your life, your livelihood, and anything that you would believe God for. Now, earlier I alluded that uh, Moses was, was saying to choose to believe God and his covenant word, that it would bring life, protection, provision, liberty, and love in and from God, both for you and your seed forever. We also saw jo Joshua, his replacement, to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, put the same choice to the people of Israel. We learn also that Abraham was the father of faith because having never seen God, we got to realize that he never saw God. After growing up in a family, as we saw earlier, that worshiped idols, 
before the flood or after the flood. He chose to believe the one living and true God that spoke to him. All the other gods and the idols had never spoke to him. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. God desires us all to come out from among them, the idol worship, the empty and futile ways and directions of the world. And as scripture further dictates, he calls us unto himself and out from this heading for the fire world of Antichrist. So Abraham, verse 4, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. See, he not only heard, he obeyed. When we hear, we need to obey, especially the word of God, to apply to our lives. Obedience, the word is Shema, it's Hebrew. It's Hebrew to me. A primitive root to hear intelligently, often with implication or of attention. Did I get that right, sis? I'm always going to check with, with the teacher. Yes, I am. <laughs> faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. Three steps to strengthen your faith. Number one, God desires us today to hear him by faith through his word, through the spirit, now, mm, there is a balance, okay? All word and no spirit. <laughs> Let me see if I got that right. All word and no spirit, we dry up. All spirit and no word, we blow up or implode or explode. <laughs> Both word and spirit together, balanced, we grow up. And that was by a, an evangelist by the name of David C.K. Watson, an Anglic Anglican uh, minister evangelist. Number two, and if we believe in him, sight unseen. That's number two, as Abraham, the father of faith, chose to believe God as well. Number three, and then after hearing and believing, choose life just like Abraham did to obey him. I was going to do a belief statement. I'm going to let that slide. I've also heard it said that God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Wrong answer. God said it. That settles it. So you get the choice to agree with him. But if God said it, his word is settled in heaven. You're, agree you're, you're believing it is just agreeing. That's why I said my statement of faith is it's just agreeing with what God has said and already is done for us according to his word. Is that all right? 
When you begin choosing to believe the word, you are then sanctified by that word that you believe. That's in John 17, verse 17. Our belief is our proof in agreement with what God has said. And what he has said is exactly what he will do. Abraham believed God. And it, his obedience and agreement with God, was accounted unto him for righteousness. That's Romans chapter 4, verse 3. Let me get going. Verse 18, Mark 9, verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him, meaning the spirit, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples. The, the disciples had a problem believing God often. Anybody else have that problem? Well, I'm the only one raising my hand. I got you. No problem. Keep moving. Wow. And pined the way. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. See, they know it's supposed to go, but it didn't. He answered him, meaning Jesus, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. We, I said earlier, carry the same power within us, the same spirit, the same Jesus, the same God, the Father, in us. So when people are in distress, you have what it takes in you. I know many of us don't want to believe that. This is why it's entitled, If You Can Believe. Same thing Christ said to him, right? Hmm. Yeah, this is a little challenging because this man is being challenged. He has watched his child grow up being tormented by this thing from however long he was, age-wise. And now here Jesus comes. I'm not there yet, but. Let me keep going. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. Now this man is totally distraught. He has no answers. He brought them to the people that he believed could do what he needed done to cast that demon out. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But if thou canst do anything, he put it on him. Did he not? Have compassion on us and help us. I hope I got this last page because we're almost done. Jesus said unto him, and if thou can, mm. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe. It didn't matter about those disciples. Didn't matter about the scribes. Didn't matter about a thing. 
he went right to the man that was in authority over that child and said, if you can believe. Ain't that something? The disciples didn't do that. They didn't know that. The scribes certainly were going, yay, he's messed up. We're going to get an opportunity because his disciples didn't do it. We got an opportunity now to really get this guy out of here, bringing all this new stuff into our realm of authority. They were hoping that that demon would not leave, that he would win and stay. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, you see, that, that, that has been watered down so much in my own life, okay, that it actually doesn't even have the power that it ought to have. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Our faith in that word, his word, is our power over all the works of the devil. If you, mm, I sense doubt in this house. We're taking authority over that thing. Doubt has no place because faith has arisen. We walk by faith and not by sight. If we're hearing something right now that is contrary to this word of truth about if you can believe, we are allowing ourselves to continue to be ran roughshod over by the enemy that has no authority over us. Pastor, I sense it so strong. It's like, how dare you say all I got to do is believe? I didn't say it. Christ said it to this man that was watching his child being tormented. What kind of compassion is that on him? He said, please, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Well, if you can believe, huh? how would you like to receive that as what you need to do in order to have what you need done in your life done? Well, the one that loves you, that died for you, said it to this man. If you can believe, sir, all things are possible. I think we've been hoodwinked that this is just some fairy thing that we come here every Sunday or try to believe for. Are you? <laughs> I am not casting stones. I am not casting stones. I'm receiving this right now. Do you really believe you had two choices earlier? that I put to you. What are you facing? What's slapping you upside the head? What's keeping you awake at night? God said, you need to go to sleep. I'm up. <laughs> I got this. Do you believe me? I'm going to get off that. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's like not at me, but at God. Ladies and gentlemen, we serve the only living God. Abraham heard God. The idols weren't speaking. They didn't lead him to go someplace where he was not, where he was told to go now by God. They didn't lead him out of any place. Haran, I think it was. 
They could care less because they're just entities. We are connected to the only living source. When the enemy comes in, Quincy's going to be fine. Continue to have faith in what you believe God has already said and done. Many times we believe only what we see. And when we walk away, we don't see it. So doubt has another opportunity to just walk right in and say, see, you don't see that coming to pass. If you don't have the desire to speak the word of truth, at least I'm consistent. Yeah, he's trying to get me to shut up so he can do what he needs to do. Amen. Don't we have a loving God? But I just want you to see this. Jesus said unto this man after he's been tormented with his unable to help his son. If you can believe all things are possible to him that believeth." and see, because it's so simple, brother, because it's so simple, sis, because it's so simple, we cast it out. It's got to be something more than just believe his word. Watch my head. <laughs> but without faith, it is impossible to please him. <laughs> Let me keep going. Verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out. And said with tears, Lord, I believe. Ah, I remember. I believe. But I can see as far as I understand. But you said, if I believe, all things are possible. And I need my son to be rid of this thing. Hot dog. Help thou mine unbelief. It, aren't you glad there's help for us? Somebody say it. Amen. There is help for us. The comforter never leaves us. The one that was promised by Christ that the father would sin when he leaves this earth. And he, when he left, the spirit was already on. <laughs> He's never left anyway. Was on point. Hot dog. He never leaves. That means we're never defeated. If we choose to believe. Mm. Let me keep rolling. Verse 26. And the spirit cried. <laughs> see, he ain't, that brother knew he had to go. When authority comes into the room, and see, when you walk into the room, I believe Pastor told me this when I was a little kid in the ward. Son, when you walk into the room, you carry the Godhead with you. Authority just walked into the room. That's not braggadocious. That's the truth. But because we don't know how to use that authority and apply that authority and walk in that authority at all times. Like I said, it gets put in the back burner somewhere like I got to figure this out. It's already been figured out for you. If you can believe all things are possible. Who would have been I sense a Fire up in this place now. See, the doubt has been kicked to the curb. Huh? All that doubt has been kicked to the curb. Your hearts are open to receive. The word is pouring into you now. I'm on top of this mountain. 
because Christ has given me that authority and that position in him. So when the enemy comes in to steal something in my family, kill something in my family, destroy something in my family, or whatever it may be that's dear to your heart and mind, you have the right and the authority to speak against it and cast it out just like this devil. If you believe. They're pointing back at me. I need work as I need to work this too. This is the Holy Spirit stepping on everybody's toes. He's a comforter, though. He'll pull you up close for a minute. See, it's all right, ain't it? Now go do great things for the kingdom of God. Because I go with you. Bless his holy name. And the Spirit cried and rent him sore. He didn't want to leave. And came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said he is dead. Jesus did what? The spirit that's in me, it quickeneth. It brings life. As soon as he touched him. You carry this. Romans 8, 11. You carry this power within you. Oh, no. Sickness has got me again. Help, Holy Ghost. That's my favorite. That's my favorite prayer. That's what I use. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but that's what I use. Help, Holy Ghost. I may not understand. I may not know what to do. And, you know, men, they always figure they got to do. Mm -mm. I choose to believe what he says and directs. Because I can jack it up all the way. You know, I can jack it up. <laughs> but he's going to make sure that it's taken care of, both for me and the kingdom of God. Jesus believed that God not only hears him and answers him, but his word by faith in his word will not return unto him void. I hear my pastor say that all the time. Speak that word, it will not return to him void, but it will accomplish wherefore he sent it. Just like that rain and the snow when it comes down, it doesn't return back up to him and does what? No, it produces what it's supposed to produce. Hallelujah. So does the word of God. Every time, all times, and looking at the time. <laughs> Bless his holy name. It will not return unto him void, so there's no avenue for that unbelief, that doubt, that worry, and that fear to creep in and steal the word of promise that you've been given. Mark 9, 23, Jesus unlocks the power of faith in him and in his word that all things are made possible in and with God when you believe. It's already there. It's like a package that's sent to your door like Amazon waiting on you to open it up. It's got your name on it, address, got everything that you're going through, and all the solutions are in that box. This one, unlock it. So that your faith will continue to move you forward. Last but not least, Mark 10, 27. And Jesus looking upon them saith. Now this is a different scenario. But it's the same word of power. Same word of truth. Mark 10, 27. And Jesus looking upon them saith with men. It is impossible. 
They were talking about entering into the kingdom of heaven, but he just said that when you believe, all things are possible. So when you believe him in this regard, you can also be born again. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. I hope I encouraged you a little bit. I can't apologize for who I am and my antics. It's how he made me. If we can get any music whatsoever, I don't care what it is. The anointing is here. Always has. Like I said, we brought him. Huh? I think we get, get kind of scared to address the spirit and allow him to minister to us. Especially around other people. Brothers and sisters. Eternal. Can we get a little louder? Stand to your feet. If you can stand. If not, don't worry. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. That standard is victorious. Because Jesus, the Christ of God, has won all things on the cross. Being buried, raised on the third day. Ever interceding for us. Never losing sight of you and I. No matter where we turn, left, right, or all the way away from it, bless you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for repentance. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, that we can believe in you. You gave us an opportunity, and we took it. And we're going to continue to walk it out with you, thanking you for it, glorifying you in it, lifting up our hearts unto you because you have been faithful Thank you, Father. Tearing down walls of separation and division. I hear the voice of the Lord saying unto us, come out from among them. Whatever you're in the midst of, help Holy Ghost. Whatever you're in the midst of, come out from it. You can believe God for the restoration that is necessary and needed for your life and for the life of your family members, your children. Turn your headlights on. Darkness is trying to engulf you. As you travel with the Holy Spirit, turn your headlights on and allow that headlight to guide you out of darkness right into the midst of his dear son. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you 
exhorting us, ministering to us, thinking of us, keeping us, strengthening us, leading us, guiding us, focusing on you as you bring us out of darkness from the recesses of our own mind. Let it be cleansed by the washing of the water of the word and let us believe this word. For all things are possible to them that believe. This world has told you not to believe God. He doesn't even exist. Yet like Abraham, I know your hearts and your minds have heard him. And he's brought you out of darkness, planted you to where you are a great bay tree where others can come and find shelter in this heartless world. Thank you, Lord, for the favor. Thank you, Lord, for the healing. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving. Thank you, Lord, for being who you are. Thank you, Lord, for always making a way out of no way for us. Thank you, Lord, for restoration. Thank you, Lord, for repentance. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My soul cries. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If you want to sit, please sit.